never drink before a show. Never. Well, just a little drink. Me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. And welcome to Thunderdome Metal Reviews. My name is Gabe Cooper. I'm here with my friends, David, Ben, and Tracy. How are you all doing tonight? I never drank before a show. You and Murderface both. Fucking pickles. You know, sometimes I'm just a gardener of vengeance. I mean, if you're going to do Mermaider, you might as well do it three times. And we did. <laughs> uh, if you haven't figured it out already, we are gathered here tonight for a very special Thunderdome Metal Reviews where we review an album by the band Death Clock, uh, the best band in the entire universe. Indeed. Indeed, indeed. So yes, this is the Death Album 4, which is ironically their fifth album, um, released on August 22nd, 2023 on Water Tower Music. The uh, runtime on this album is na, 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 42 minutes and 44 seconds. It doesn't actually show me the lineup here, so hold on a I can tell you, it well, is Nathan Ex- I can tell you, Nathan Explosion on vocals. Squizgard Squiz Elf on flea guitars, Toki Wartooth on rhythm guitars, um, William Murderface on bass, and Pickles on drums. Or, okay, Gene fucking Hoagland. Yeah, so I must say, or Brendan Small and on bass get vocals and guitars and keyboards, and Brian Beller also on bass. Yeah, well, and it's funny you say Gene Hoagland. Because I somehow magically fell into a lot of like homework on preparing for this. Because of course I bought Army of Doomstar, and then I was also ended up on the drive home yesterday for taking Haley to the uh, airport. Listened to a Burn the Small podcast where on Jamie Joss's podcast where he's talking about this, and I watched the special features for the movie of like behind the scenes stuff for like the thirty minutes there. So like I got some interesting tidbits. On it, like Gene Hogan, like in prep to play pickles, like has to go, like, all right, I'm doing pickles. So, like, he gives pickles his own, like, specific drumming technique. Because he's Gene fucking when he can. Yeah. So, yeah. I can. I mean, he has to flip from I'm Testament drummer, I'm Death drummer, uh, just, you know, boom, boom, just band he's, after band after band. He makes the joke in the internet. Dark like, Angel. He, he makes the joke and he goes, if you Google world's greatest drummer, it shows me. <laughs> that sounds like something he'd say. And it does. So, I mean. Yeah. So, I obviously picked this uh, because, you know, Metalocalypse was a big part of my journey as a metalhead. And uh, I, you know, thoroughly enjoyed the first two death albums and um, first three death albums, I should say. Um, and the pick that I wanted this month was actually not coming out. (laughs) So I had to, had to do a little re re rejiggering. Um, and this is what came out and I'm not at all dissatisfied. Um, I'm not sad about it or mad about it. Um, as the other long time death clock listener here, 
I feel like this one, in a weird way, like it seems closer stylistically written as the first two does. And like, I feel like they kind of like, Brennan kind of took a step back in songwriting compared to the third one. Like this one's a little more, he didn't try as much and I don't think it's quite as polished. But I don't, I don't know. What, what did you guys think? Yeah, I wonder if anybody actually listened to the other records before. <laughs> no, I didn't go back and listen to them. Yeah, I didn't think so. I didn't. Um, no, I didn't have time. I listened to some stuff. Some stuff from three is on the playlist I listen to a lot, and my favorite of their songs is on three. But I haven't listened to the whole the whole back catalog in quite some time since we reviewed it, whenever that was. Year four, I guess. Yeah, I think when we did the blast, I said everything about the band that I need to. But for those of you who haven't listened to that, you should go listen to that. But I will re-up here. Um, musically, this is fantastic. Gene Hoagland is quite literally the, at least my favorite metal drummer, if not the actual best metal drummer. Um, and Brendan Small, like you can tell that he loves the genre of music and he really gets into it and stuff. But I can't stand this junky shit. Um, you know, some of the, the tracks are accidentally cool, uh, but like this is one of those things where uh, the satire is so over top that I just actively dislike it. Um, so, yeah, there's that. But other than that, the, the album's pretty good. I feel like part of the problem with this album is like the mix. The cymbals have a weird crash down to them that the other albums have that kind of like piles into like the rest of it, at least in my opinion. You could very well be right. I didn't notice that. Yeah, I didn't notice that either. I mean, I think what I would say is that I think our takes on the Death albums are just different. Whereas I think Death Album 3 um, has a lot of great songs on it. Um, and I think that the first two kind of suffered maybe slightly from the fact that they're really tied to the episodes uh, of the show. And, you know, the jokes are in the are in the show. So if you're not watching the show and listening to these songs, then they don't really make a lot of sense. Um, I honestly did not pay attention to this here. <laughs> like, I'm just listening to the music at this point because there are no shows for me to watch at this point. So um, I think for you know, maybe the composition is a little bit dialed back, but it's also not full on score, like, you know, the Doomstar Requiem or like the Galacticon stuff, which I like really didn't like very much. Um, that said, I don't think they've lost, or I don't think Brendan Small has lost his sense of melody. And I think that that's one of the things about Death Clock that makes it interesting is that it's not just straight ahead death metal at all. Um, there are some weird things going on, not just lyrically, but um, but musically um, that, you know, set it apart a little bit. And uh, the melody and the harmony, I'm there for that. Um, not necessarily there for the laser keyboards, but like there's none of that here. So that's good. Um, and I think that there is some quote unquote experimentation here, like for like what I would consider to be kind of classic death clock sound um and that's a part of the record that i don't really like so much but i think that on the whole it's really enjoyable what do you know david 
What do I know? Or what does anyone know? No, the other what, David. That other guy. Uh, fuck that guy. That guy likes werewolves. This guy. Um, I have not. I, I've watched very little of the show, so I'm really at a disadvantage. And like Ben, I sometimes wonder, like, if it can't stand on its own without the media, what do you do with it? And we've had that discussion a bunch of times, even with some bands I really like, like Skinned. Skin, though, you can like look up the thing, like it's a thing that happened. Anyway, so I wouldn't exactly call myself a huge Death Clock fan, but looking back at the grades, I give this up. It's really good grades because they're well made. They're fucking heavy. Um. The parody thing doesn't bother me too much. Often I just sort of tune it out. I don't think I listen super closely to these words. I mean, and when you do, they're ridiculous, particularly like bloodbath. What? Just his explanation. I read some of his explanations for these tracks, like aortic desecration. What if Cannibal Corpse were a song about heartbreak? Is that what he tried to explain? It's probably why I like that song so much. But anyway, it's got some good moments on it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I never entirely know what to do without the me- attached media. Because this is this ties in with the thing you just got, Tracy, right? Yes. So yeah, I was going to bring it up. So looking at it, I'd say about 70% of the songs, and I've only seen sure. it once, and that was this afternoon, but like about 70% of the songs I know of, like they show up in the movie, but it's only sure. like 30-second clips for a couple of them. Some of them are the full tracks, and that's what you kind of get. Because I know you talked about like you came across the actual like – original soundtrack like score part of it when you started listening i was like what the fuck yeah. is going on here and that's what i did first too and so like it like it kind of floats in between the score and tracks off of this and together but there sure. are tracks are they sewn back together wrong though no no but they, there are tracks that flow back into here and they do make some cheap jokes at earlier episodes in the movie I do actually think they make a comment about sewing somebody back together wrong. In the... <laughs> Probably. Someone um, has to. If we ever do um, end up spending like a couple weekend together or whatever, like we talk about like getting seen a show and then traveling to town, I'll we'll watch the Metal Aquas to kind of fill in your knowledge behind it. That's fair. Um, it was interesting actually talking about Death Clock as an entity hearing Brenda Small talk about it, because he, he, the way he said it, he framed it weird. Like, to take a sh- take him on a show, like, he literally has to license Metalocalypse and Deathlock from Adult Swim, Warner Brothers, however you want to classify it. But he has proprietary ownership over the music itself. That's, like, a very weird, like, way they do it. Apparently. Well, he didn't give up musical rights. Good for him. Yeah. But he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't own the brand in the show. Right. Basically, he could play it anytime he wanted to, and he would get all proceeds from it if they ever played it anywhere else. He just can't necessarily use the Death Clock name without their permission exactly. to promote it as a show. Yeah, so, like, from what I gathered, like, he could go do a show with the guys in Death that he tours with, but he can't do the TV backdrop without the licensing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I get it. I was kind of interested, like, how did they do that? Because he's like he specifically said licensing and proprietary is like I was like mm. the the thing that's amazing is he got to keep his rights because they are very good at getting that shit out of artists uh-huh. and and I don't yeah. know if he's experienced had a good lawyer who knows but that it he did say interview that way. like he he got with some new agents and they kind of clawed some of that back for him and there it is yeah yeah I'm sure I mean and like I said you can really tell Ben Small loves the the genre. Mm-hmm. Thing. He and, does. Um, 
and the playing on this, I mean, dude, it's a, uh, as Gabe said, his sense of melody and everything is, is really good. And his guitar playing is actually pretty damn good too. Um, uh, musically, there's nothing at, I mean, you might complain about the keyboards or stuff like that here, but this like, for lack of a better term, power death metal that he's doing mm-hmm. um, is actually cool to listen to. If you can get around the problems that I have with some of the, the the complete and utter nonsense of the lyrics. And that's going to sound funny considering like when we were talking about corpse grinder, like those were completely inane and over the top <laughs> too, but I loved that shit. There's just something yeah, cannibal about, corpse, yeah, you know, <laughs> just something about, and I think it is the association with the TV show. Yeah, for sure. Is meant. And I think a lot of metal fans do find it like, Oh, he it's lovingly making fun of us where I didn't feel that way when I watched the show. And maybe that's more about me than it is about the product itself. Anyway. That so Gabe, cover your ears, this may will probably only pertain to you because I actually that relationship between that fan and Ben is a major strong part in the movie. It's a kind okay. of like you know that they poke fun at through all these years and then it comes up as a storyline aspect in the movie. But whatever. I mean, it's it's how it plays it too. So it kind of does have like a jokiness to it, but also I don't know. But It's an interesting problem and I think that it kind of cuts to the heart of like what Metalocalypse is supposed to be about and um, the the poking fun is like, I mean, to some degree, yes, metal fans are being poked fun at, but what's really being skewered by the show and by, you know, the band and like what they do is metal culture, you know, and it's like, if you see yourself as a part of metal culture, somehow um, you don't feel attacked by the kind of ridicule you feel seen. So that's like, I think that's the difference here. And, you know, I wasn't really like part of any, uh, you know, sort of metal culture when I was watching the show at first, like I was just sort of like taking it in as, as fun. Um, but I can see how it like, it may not be fun for everybody. (laughs) Um, that said, I think like, you know, the over the topness wouldn't be funny. It would not be funny if there were not such a thing as cannibal corpse. Yeah. Agreed. 100%. 100%. And a lot, a lot of other death metal besides, but particularly that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Burzum's, I mean, they're not the only Burzum's ones. bagels or whatever. <laughs> what is that? Hoot Force Band, Tracy Glory Hammer or whatever? They're just as like ludicrous and over the top as this. I think they're more ludicrous and over the top. Because these guys, these guys are fake. And <laughs> Glory Hammer is legit. <laughs> like, hey guys. An like, actual outfit. Up to 12? Living that way. All that shit, like, yeah. Like, they make Wind Rose look tame. <laughs> Diggy diggy hole. Yeah, well, we ready to um, grade this or? Well, we should probably talk about tracks. The tracks. I mean, Tracy, all of them Tracy, anyway, so Tracy, you right. can Tracy. All of them. No, Tracy's Tracy really excited about what grade. Like the band gets mad at him, so. <laughs> well, I guess I could go first as far as tracks go. I mean, I would just say take the ride. You know, I don't, I don't like all of these tracks, but I would shout out basically like, you know, 
the first seven tracks, you know, plus the closer. Mermaider three. I, I like that better than Mermaider two. I mean, it's great. Tracy's like Tracy's like, no. That's okay. You're entitled to your wrong opinion. <laughs> so I am also going to say I can't imagine somebody stumbling into this blind and deciding to listen to this. No um, kidding. So, it's like werewolves. So, if you don't know by now, like what are you doing? Right. Right, and you go, oh, this is the fourth one. What, what is this? Although it is a really cool album cover, I will give them credit for that. It is. Um, I agree with that. So I would say take the ride because you're if you you see this, you're you're probably you're you're probably a fan or not by the time you listen to it, and it's not like obnoxiously long, so it's fine. I there are like three tracks that I thought were actually really good though. Um, Aortic desecration just. <laughs> I, I really like that one. That one gives me the good chuckle. Mermaider Three is also really, really good. That's probably my my second favorite one. And um, Poisoned by Food sounds like it could be on my wall. <laughs> oh fuck! What is their name, David? <laughs> Which, who? Oh, uh, you know, um, it, it sounds like it could be on like that super hardcore vegan. Band. Oh, cattle decapitation! Sounds like it could be a cattle decapitation. One hundred percent. That's why. That's what I thought. I was like, "Yeah, it's a cattle decapitation song." Yes, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, Meaning, so those three, I actually really enjoyed listening to, despite the bitching that I've been doing for the last twenty minutes. Yeah, I agree with that. You know how I feel about cattle decapitation. Yeah, aortic desecration is fucking awesome. <laughs> and he knows. He's like, "I'm gonna write a cattle corpse song." I mean, he describes it that way. Um. I am the beast. It's good. Yeah, I, I agree that that sort of first two thirds and then Mermaid or three, the final reckoning, are the standout tracks. It's a fun album. I liked all of these, and again, I don't actually watch the show, so I think they stand on their own enough. Um, Gene Hoagland, y'all. If you're if you you're here for a reason, so take the ride. But I'm actually the opposite of you guys. I dug. Uh, like aortic desecration, yes, I enjoyed. Um, Dead face, set eye bleeding, SOS, and Mermaider three. Like the back half run is kind of what I got into. Um, I had a thought this slipped my mind. Oh, oh, Brendan Small talked about growing up. He didn't have like the older brothers kind of to introduce him to metal, like a lot of us have talked about, like an older friend or whatever. So when he came up with Adult Swim and Metalocalypse, he wanted that to be like the older friend to get people into metal, like their gateway drug. Like, oh, this is it's a comedy show, but the music is cool. So let me check out the music. Oh, these guys are cool. Let me check out this and this kind of you know deal. Like that was kind of like his purpose and goal behind creating it. You did it, Brendan. You did it. <laughs> well done. I can't believe a lot of these genres have survived, given no airplay at all. And I know streaming sort of helps, but only sort of. Um, it's just interesting that all these genres have survived. And I agree. He's he's certainly doing more than I am to keep metal yeah, alive. 100%. agree with that. So I want to salute him for that. That's uh, it's hard and lonely out there, and a lot of real bands can't even exist because this game is, it's a golden age for us as listeners, but a catastrophe for all these artists. Well, speaking, he said that 
the writing process of this and creating kind of fell in this weird spot because when it was getting finalized and everything, like it fell during the major issues with the SAG after strike. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of the stuff they were like production companies were very hands off with them because they had other bigger issues to worry about. So they pretty much got to put out exactly what they wanted to instead of having like a bunch of these acts coming like, no, no, you need to change this and change this and change this. Like apparently the two hard limits is their original cut was a little too problematic for epilepsy people, which are like, okay, we'll fix that. And the other one had to come in at under like 85 minutes runtime for the movie. But yeah, I'm always down for more desk clock. Me too. Oh, that's it. So we've all talked about the, the bat metal videos, right? Where it has like the yeah. death clock songs. So apparently those were created by people who work like independently within like WB animation studios. And because it's death clock music with DC comics, it's all like somehow magically WB property. So like you won't, I won't ever get DMCA'd or nothing like that. Cause somehow it ended up being like magic, magical way of confluence is becoming like entirely WB property. So like, it won't ever get I mean, taken it's, off internet. It's just like Charles V inheriting all of Europe, man. It just came together. <laughs> right? Just in this one moment. One <laughs> guy. screws up. Oh, no. Surprise, motherfucker. You all died without heirs, and now I'm king of everything. But at least he didn't have, you know, the distinct the, the jaw. Those videos are very silly. I hadn't thought about them in a while. But, you know, God bless the internet. You give and you take. But here it is given. Grade it? Let's grade it. Deep. So I think I'm going to come in at an A minus and 92. Um, I don't like this quite as much as Death Album 3. Um, I think it's really up there with, you know, some of their best, uh, some of Brendan Small's best uh, output. Um, I really, really liked it. There are a couple of tracks on the back end that I just don't think work so well and just take up space. Um, but I will also need to see the film in order to fully appreciate at least some of their, uh, you know, how they work. I am in that exact same space grade wise. I like to say here more than one, but not quite as much as two and three. I'm going to give this a 92 as well. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of filler on here. And there's one or two of these songs that are just too damn silly, but. 92 it's it's a fun a fun thing to do to yourself um i think it is in the same quality as death album one as well so i'm going to give it the same grade i gave death album one which was a c plus <laughs> hardcore fans only yeah that's fair Dag yo, but Gene Hoagland. Anyway, um, that's that's fair. I mean, he's awesome. <laughs> and yet, I mean, it's not enough. It's not enough. It, you're it, not going to be teaching this guy again. And and you know, but an album does not survive on the drummer alone, no matter how awesome he is. <laughs> Spinal tap. <laughs> oh, Tracy. Yeah, T. Racy. He's considering y'all. I know what he is. This is a tough one for me because I don't think it's as good as the other two. 
I'm not quite for sure like how I put it compared to three, like trying to kind of circle that logic because there are moments on here I like more than three, but there are moments I don't like as much as three. And and I think the same three grade. has better songwriting overall. So I think I'm going to give it the same grade, which was a B plus at an 88. Interesting. Which gives us an overall average of 88. I would buy this up, of course. Of course, I bought the movie. Oh, so. oh it, yeah. yeah. No, this, yeah. yeah, of course. Look at it. I wish it were larger. I need a, I need some vinyl. <laughs> that. Yeah, I would almost buy a poster of the album. Cover. I thought that too. I was like, I, mean, I don't know. I, I was like, even an album cover is not big enough. Anyway, it's awesome. There, the movie came with a poster of the Army of the Doomstar. I mean, I, I suspect when we're conquered, it's going to look a lot like this. So it's yeah. good stuff. That green, that chlorine gas haze or whatever that's hanging around. It's a good. It's a good logo too. Because if they went full black metal font, the show would have failed. No one, no one would have been able to read it, except yeah. for Gabe, probably. For sure. Given the, the font I, I don't it. want to be able to read it, remember? No, I'm on principle, you're like, this is for posers. <laughs> this is, it's not for me, I can read it. <laughs> it's not black and white Xerox, I can't. No, I say hard pass. We I, say I, this a, oh, go ahead, David. I was going to say, I, I don't need a medical dictionary to know what this even is, hard pass. Right. I could, I could tell you this. Like, if I saw that album cover on a fucking RPG supplement, I would Hell buy yes. the shit out of that. <laughs> like Ravenloft 2, The Final Reckoning. Yep. <laughs> the end, Ravenloft End Times. Yeah, this, I would like to see that. Well, we covered some important shit, y'all. We did. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in here on Metal Metalocalypse Thunderdome. Please don't say this. Four. Ah. Wow, wow.